Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hey, welcome back to the Bob and Tom Show. We are worldwide on American Forces Radio, coast to coast, and we have a great guest joining us on the phone. He is the distinguished author, John Feinstein, and we, of course, have asked John to call to comment on the Ric Flair controversy in sports. <laughs> 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 Wouldn't it be great if you... Did Dick ever wrestle Ric Flair? Uh, did you ever wrestle Ric Flair? get out of my face! <laughs> Wouldn't it, it would be pretty funny to do it. Get some really serious sports writers such as yourself and talk about junk sports. That would be... <laughs> Just uh, the word. Yeah, I, I, uh, sorry Mr. to bother Mr. Feinstein, you. sir, did you see the uh, Washington Redskins uh, Sunday night play a little football? Did you see that? I go to bed at 8.30. Son of a gun. Six. Lucky. Uh, was there a game Sunday night? Yes, there was. Uh, the Mighty Raiders and uh, the Redskins found a defense and never. You know what? Not, never that, you... not that it affects my life or anything, but I'm moving out of town. Really? Are you? Honest to gosh? Yeah, I'm moving to Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, can have, we can have lunch every day and then we can. Yeah. I, I, believe the, I believe the Colts are getting 13 in Seattle, I think. Yes, they are. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they should be. John, they made a movie many years ago called Blue Chips <laughs> about yep. corruption in college basketball. Yep. And I, think, I thought it was an episode of the Mr. Obvious show yesterday when they said, oh, my word, there, there's money in behind college basketball? Yeah. Uh, what I said was I'm shocked, shocked to learn there's, there's, there's bribery going going on or, or payoffs going on um, you may or may not remember you had me on the show about six years ago to discuss a kid's mystery I wrote called foul trouble and basically the scenario was eerily like just like when we talked about backfield boys uh, last month right uh, that, that that scenario was eerily like what's going on in football right now but this was about a, a star recruit who was being uh, bribed and pushed by agents Shoe company reps, AAU coaches, his his own mother at one point to go to a certain college. And uh, when, when I read the you know the story Tuesday, I guess it was, I went, holy cow! They read foul trouble. Um, and I'm not trying to sell a book here. I'm trying to make a point that this isn't new, other than the FBI involvement, which is new, and that's a significant part of it because the FBI has power that the NCAA simply doesn't have. It can order wiretaps. It can tape phone conversations. It, can, it, it, it has subpoena power. Although, although John, John, John uh, uh, the NCAA does get all the rights to the FBI's T-shirts. Yes, that's true. That's true. The NCAA's issue is not making money, as we well know. It's trying to catch cheaters. And uh, they, they're just not very good at it. They don't spend enough money on it. They don't have the resources. They don't have the investigative staff. But cheating has been going on forever, it, and, and, and trust me, uh, what the FBI was able to learn to the point of asking for indictments is just the tip of the iceberg. I, I mean, it, I, it's funny, a bunch of college coaches called me yesterday, because you know, they're upset this is bad for college basketball, sure. and, and they all started just telling stories about seeing this guy. One coach told me a story about recruiting a kid, a, a big-name kid, and this is this last summer, and he's at a, at a game that the kid's playing in, and the father's there. The father has not had a job for three years. And he says, ah, come on outside. I want to 
show you what I got my son for his birthday. He walks outside uh, with the guy, and, he, and he's bought him a, a Cherokee Jeep SUV. Nice. Uh, this is someone who hasn't worked for three years. Hmm. So where does that money come from? Hmm. Well, what's, what's the solution to this? Well, the solution is not simple. Uh, there, there are a couple things that need to happen that I don't see happening. Um, one is that when you get caught, the, the penalty can't be, you know, wagging your finger and saying you've lost a scholarship or, uh, you, you know, you can't have as many home visits in a year or coach gets suspended for five games the way Rick Pitino was supposed to be suspended this year or Bayheim was suspended for nine games a couple of years back or Jim Calhoun was suspended for nine games. Two things need to happen. One, the program needs to be shut down. You can't play. You know, because if you shut a program down for a year, that's devastating. It, it costs them millions and millions of dollars. It hurts them in recruiting. It hurts the TV package that they're part of. It's a serious penalty. And the other thing is the coach needs to get fired not the ninth time he gets caught doing something like Patino yesterday, but the first time. Because right now, Tom, the message is cheating pays. It's worth the risk. You win a national championship. So even if you get caught the way Louisville did with the Madam scandal, and they say, oh, we're vacating your, your national title, which they haven't done yet, but if they were to do that, nobody's gonna, nobody pays attention. Everybody will still think of Louisville as, as being the right. national champions in 2013. Uh, you, you know, many schools have had Final Four appearances vacated, no, but nobody pays any attention to that. Nobody in Philadelphia says, oh, Villanova didn't really go to the Final Four in 1971. They went to the Final Four. So you need serious penalties. You need coaches to be fired, not have them say, oh, my assistant coach did it. I knew nothing about it. I'm Sergeant Schultz. I knew nothing. <laughs> and and I, then in the grander scale, the, the, the NCAA basically needs to be blown up. And I'm not saying that because I think Mark Emmert's incompetent or, or anything against the staff there. The, the way it's set up, you simply can't enforce the rules. Many of them are unenforceable to start with. But you can't make rules, Tom, for Alabama football that are the same as for Quinnipiac field hockey. It's just, it just doesn't work. You need three separate entities. You need one entity to govern college football. You need one entity to govern college basketball. And you need a third entity to govern the non-revenue sports and make rules that pertain to those entities and put someone who's smart and strong-willed in charge, a commissioner, and give him, the, him or her the power to enforce these rules and, and to shut programs down if need be. Once again, but that, that's, that's not happening anytime soon. Sorry, we're talking with uh, John Feinstein, uh, the author of many books, including A Good Walk Spoiled. The new one, by the way, Backfield Boys, uh, a, a book for young people. And J uh, John has a bunch of uh, books that are designed to be read by uh, young men and young women who uh, maybe aren't reading enough and want to uh, read something about something they're interested in, like the world of sports. We're talking a little bit about uh, the college basketball program. What about um, paying the players at some level? Uh, would that ever work or, or happen? Well, I think it will happen. It'll take a long time, and you use the right words there, at some level, because to simply say, okay, we're giving them a paycheck every two weeks is very complicated because of the tax implications on their scholarships. The scholarships are worth fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year, depending on the school. So you know if they're, if they're being paid, 
the IRS is going to come in and start taxing the scholarships, and that, that would be an issue. Wow. What, what I have suggested for years is you do the following. Three things. One, if a player is a big enough star that people are, are willing to pay him to sign autographs, he or she should be allowed to do that. You know, everybody's not the same. The notion that the backup defensive tackle is the same as the star quarterback in the pantheon that we live in just isn't true. That's number one. Number two, if you use somebody's likeness or sell their jersey, the player should get a percentage of, the, of that sale or of the, 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 the game that their likeness is being used on. Um, again, because if, if the school's making money off of me personally because they're used selling my jersey number, then I should get some of that. And three, I would establish a trust fund from the, from the money that every – big-time football and basketball program makes. Take a percentage of it. Put it in trust. The day an athlete graduates from, from that college, he or she, because it could, you know, there are women's basketball programs that make money too. Not many, but University of Connecticut, Tennessee did for years. Um, they get their, their share of that trust fund. It's probably not a hell of a lot of money, but it could be $25,000, dollars $40,000. I wouldn't have minded having that kind of money when I graduated from college. Yeah, no kidding. This won't affect you know the one-and-done kids, the first-round draft picks. They don't need that money. They're probably not going to graduate. But it will affect 95% of the kids playing college athletics. That sounds like my idea. I don't know if you've ever heard this, uh, John. My plan for the NBA was only pay the winning team each night just to get, get a little more hustle. There's a tournament like that, you know, during the summer where, where the, there's like 64 teams in it. The winners split up $2 million and nobody else gets anything. I love that. They we're, play hard. We're speaking with John Feinstein and he is um, a, a, a semi-authority on college basketball. Who do you think, why did this uh, new investigation start? Who's behind it? Because they've obviously d Apparently, there's wiretapping and there are right. informants. It sounds like it's pretty elaborate. And as someone I read yesterday said, it's the tip of the iceberg. Why did they go after them, and who do you think is responsible? Well, they, they were able to, I guess about three years ago, there was a guy who got caught in doing something relatively minor, you know, uh, giving money to players to get them to go to particular colleges or wear a particular shoe. And he offered to, you know, they flipped him, basically. And he became an informant. And he started giving them names of, of guys he knew were involved, coaches, uh, this Adidas executive who's, who's been arrested. And from there, they started building their case. And it took them two and a half years to get to this point. Yeah, and I asked you this once before. I forgot what you said. Um, do you have a shoe deal? I probably forgot what I said. Um, no, I don't have a shoe deal, but I'll tell you a story if you have a minute. We got I'd like a shoe deal. Oh, shut up, Chick. I know you would. <laughs> you, you can have the same. You can use my shoe, Chick, because you, when I was getting divorced, yes. my ex-wife's lawyer oh, wanted me to sit down with some yeah. guy and pay him $10,000 to, quote, uh, uh, establish the value of my name. And I said, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> the only value my name has is on, those, on my books. There, you have all my contracts. And the guy who was shocked when the divorce lawyer, a jerk, says, no, no, no. You know, for some reason, people buy these books that you write, and they might want you to endorse a product. I said, oh, now I see. You mean the, the sneaker like the Air Feinstein that you wear to sit on the couch and watch a game? Is I'd that what that. you're talking about? I wear that every Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Yes.
I know I, I, I know I you sw- to do it, by the way. I know you swim every day. I, I'm I'm seeing the John Feinstein yeah, Speedo. Yes. Speedo. John Feinstein Speedo. I would buy one, John. I'm such well, a fan. Actually we have that now, but people use it as a fright costume. Oh, God. <laughs> now let me ask you I I don't uh, watch enough to know. Do any of the uh, reporters on any of these shows uh, have a shoe deal or would that No. Be? No, you know the the only now Jim Nance does voiceovers for every golf product in the world. I mean, if you watch a golf commercial for Titleist or anything, you hear Jim Nance's voice. So the the TV the TV guys do get paid to you know work for corporations and 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 endorse their products and stuff like that. Um, the real reporters, as I like to call them, uh, don't. They, yeah, I mean, you simply wouldn't be allowed to. Now, Frank DeFord, years ago, who was the greatest sports writer of my lifetime, was in one of those light beer commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the only thing I can think of where a writer specifically was paid money to be involved in endorsing a product. And, and I can honestly say n- I have never been approached in spite of the fact that for some reason people buy these books I write. <laughs> <laughs> because like the last one? time I saw this guy was, was, was when we had our last, you know, pleasant session negotiating a deal. And his partner had told me that the guy was retiring. So as I'm walking out, I said to him, so I hear you're retiring in June. And he said, yes, I am. And I said, well, the world will be a better place. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. Uh, now, I, 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 John Feinstein is our guest. Uh, John's uh, current uh, book is for young people called Backfield Boys. Also, and I'm trying to remember, I think it's your Ryder Cup book. It's coming out October 24th. So, That's I'm John, real quick, here's that. what you do. You, uh, on the back cover, I'm sure there's going to be a nice picture of you. Have it where you're sitting at your desk and your feet are up on the desk. They happen Wearing to be in Air Adidas, <laughs> Air Feinstein. Because apparently from Adidas Nike. is the ones throwing money around. <laughs> Let so. me tell you something, Tom. I can be bought. We all have a price. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Yes, I, I can be bought, packaged up, and shipped anywhere you'd like. You mean yeah, Chick well, Nike well, McGee? For about $1.50. Yeah, darn right, John. Let me tell you. Okay. No, I've, now, this, is an, this is probably not in your sphere of knowledge and certainly isn't in mine. Do hip hop artists and rappers who all they almost all wear prominently wear athletic shoes? Are those endorsement things? Do you think? I, I again, it's not in my sphere of knowledge. Um, I, I do know who Jay Z is, but uh, um, I, I I don't think so. But but if you told me it was so, it wouldn't shock me. I wouldn't yeah. sit there and say no, that's impossible because obviously they're they're on stage. People see what they're wearing and, and notice what they're wearing, so it's entirely possible. But even that worse is than outside social media. my sphere of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I will tell you, speaking of Jay Z, very quickly that uh, on the night of President Obama's first inaugural, uh, Beyonce was singing. I don't know if you remember it, and I was watching with my o- older son and older daughter. Uh, and my son Danny was 15 at the time, and he said to me, "Dad, do you think Beyonce's hot?" And I said, "Oh yeah, she's hot." And I was between marriages at the time, so my daughter Bridget, who was 11, turned to me and said, "Dad." You're a sad and lonely man. <laughs> and I said, you know, Bridget, you may be right, but you don't have to be a sad and lonely man to think Beyonce's hot. Yeah. Good point. That's yeah. true. And that, that, the, George you, Clooney thinks Beyonce's hot, yeah. okay? Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think exactly. la, the real, and I know I, I promise I have to take too much of your time. La, one last question. I think there are those, for example, during the steroid era of baseball, if it's over, who knows, said, hey, who cares? Do you, I, th- I, I imagine there are a lot of people saying with respect to this 
Basketball investigation, you know, so what? I think what? there's a culture that exists that if my school's not doing this sort of thing, we evidently don't want to win. We're yeah. not invested. I mean, and, 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 I'll take it a step further. Yeah. There's a very large culture that says if my school is cheating, it's fine with me as long as we win. Right. A you lot know, of things I, are fine with everybody I mean, as it's, long it's the, as they it's win. The, yeah. It's the everybody's doing it thing, and then, yeah, who cares? I'm just curious yeah. how you respond to that. Well, the way I respond to it is everybody's not doing it. Um, there, there are coaches and programs who I would, you know, swear on my children are, are doing it the right way, and it's unfair to them. It's unfair to the coaches, the players, the schools that are trying to play by the rules, ridiculous as some of the rules may be. And it, it's also... The message that's sent to these kids, and it's not just about the payoffs, it's about the way they're treated like kings, is a terrible message because most of them aren't going to be NBA stars. Most of them are going to have to live in the real world eventually, probably by the time they're 21 or 22. And what happens is they look around when they're not stars in the NBA and they say, where did everybody go? All the people who were kissing my butt when I was 16, where are they? What do I do now? And those are the stories we hear about guys ending up in jail, guys ending up dead, guys ending up on drugs. And, 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 and it starts with this kind of corruption at the high school level. Sorry. Oops. There we go. Uh, <laughs> mic microphone problem. So last. I know that was my last question, but uh, t news I about say this all the time to people. Last question. Oh, wait. Oh, and, and we need to be quick, but uh, Tiger Woods, it looks like, is he done done? Uh, Ninety percent, he's done. Done. The only reason I don't say a hundred percent is because he's Tiger Woods, and you never count out the elite of the elite. Okay, because there's point. some news today that he's he's not yeah. feeling great. Uh, uh, John's forthcoming book is uh, the first major coming out uh, next month, I think. Right? Correct. And Correct. Uh, the the one out there right now, Backfield Boys for Young Readers. Hey, thanks, John. Always a pleasure. Best of luck thanks. today. Thanks for having me. I need all the luck I can get, Tom. Don't well, you're a, sad, you're a sad, lonely man. <laughs> sad, lonely man. I'm hanging up now. I'd like to hear Jim Nance do the commercial for your book. Now, good, good point, Christy. Now he'll never call back. <laughs> he, he said he was hanging up after he, he started singing. Yeah, he, he did hang up. Man of his word. Uh,